السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه الحمد لله what a blessing to hear the praises of our Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم and to hear his name mentioned صلى الله عليه وسلم and ultimately, no matter what it is that we do, there's no way for us truly to appreciate everything that the Prophet ﷺ was that he was a means for for us. Not only that every that blessing that relates to creation itself, every religious blessing, every blessing he was a means for ﷺ. And as we heard, one of the greatest ways that we can prepare ourselves for this blessed month is by establishing a further connection with our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that it was from the way, as we learned from our teachers, of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be very happy when the th- month starts to approach. This is a time where you and I should rejoice because of all of the blessings that Allah Ta'ala gives to the believers in this blessed month. That inshallah we ask Allah to bless us with great blessings in the end of this blessed month of Sha'ban and bless us to be able to reach Ramadan in the very best of ways, fully prepared. And in addition to the beautiful meaning that Ustad Amjad mentioned, that we that return to Allah Ta'ala, that we for ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness, that we rely upon Him subhanahu wa ta'ala to that prepare us inwardly and outwardly for this month. And what goes hand in hand with that meaning of repentance is also a meaning of brokenness before Allah. Is that we realize that we are in absolute need of Him. And we have no one else to rely upon except Him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we enter into Ramadan, that trying doing our best to prepare, scrubbing our heart and polishing it with tawbah, and relying upon Allah and realizing that we have nothing, that we cannot rely upon ourselves or else that rope will break. We only have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rely upon. Then we'll be prepared for this month. And when we add to that as well, etiquettes that we're supposed to have in relation to our Prophet ﷺ, some of them that were expressed in that first poem that we recited by the great Sheikh Muhammad ibn Habib, who is from the great scholars of Morocco and is buried in Meknes and who lived, that passed away about 50 years ago. He teaches us in this blessed poem how it is that we should be before the Prophet ﷺ because this is the poem that he wrote and he was inspired with when coming into the presence of the Rasul ﷺ. And so when he says, That we are in the rolda. We are that present hudur in the garden of the Prophet and what was the very first thing that he said after that? Talibina rida. That we are seeking his rida, his contentment. Allahu wa haqqu in yurduhu in kanu mu'minin. Allah and his messenger that are more fitting for you to please if indeed that you are believers. And here it's yurduhu. The ittihad rida. That if the noble Prophet ﷺ is content with you, it is a sign that Allah is content with you. Because Allah would only let His beloved Prophet be content with that which He is content with, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we seek the rida of the Rasul ﷺ, wa husna qabuli, And that we be 
accepted in his presence in the very best of ways. Not just accepted, that we have a beautiful acceptance. Not only that we are accepted, that we move up in the ranks of those that are close to the Prophet that we spend our lives trying to emulate him, trying to understand his sunnah and to put it into practice during our time. And one of the greatest ways that we can do that is by figuring out how our Prophet fasted in the month of Ramadan, what he did during the blessed month of Ramadan. But he goes on to say, Jitna ya maladu, that we have come to you, O best of those that are found refuge in, with what? In kisar, brokenness. And dhilla, which is humility. And dhuhul. And dhuhul is a type of bewilderment that comes from your amazement of the presence of the Prophet And so that if Allah would bless us to see his noble face, and how radiant that noble face is, sallallahu we will be in a state of dhuhul. We will be in a state of bewilderment because of the luminescence of his blessed skin, وسلم, which in reality was more otherworldly than worldly. Because of the way that light shone from him, وسلم, we would be in a state of bewilderment. But this is how we come to the Prophet وسلم, and then, is that ask Allah to take care of us in all of our affairs, kulla inaya. And if Allah takes care of you in all of your affairs, everything that it is that you do will work out. Everything will be facilitated for you. And then why? muna fi hululi, so that we can attain what it is that we desire. That at the moment we transfer from this world, when we return to our Lord Subhanahu wa Taala, this is what we want. The tryst, that moment, is waiting for you and I to meet our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we hope and all we can do is pray that that moment is the very best moment of our lives. This is the dua that our Mashaykh make. That, oh Allah, make, make our best day the day that we meet Allah Jalla Jalalu. Make that our best day of all. That we long to meet Him and love to meet Him and want to enter into the next world. And that we are from those that are, that when their janazah is being taken, that we're saying, قَدِّمُونِي قَدِّمُونِي Essentially, hurry me to the grave. Let me get in there. And let me experience the bliss that Allah Ta'ala has in store for the righteous. And this is what we hope to be our state. And all we can do is pray and strive to do what it is that we can do. But ultimately, the one of the most fear-inspiring hadith of all is the hadith about that those that are just a hand span away from paradise. And Nasrullah is that they end up dying in a bad state. So we don't know what our seal is going to be. This is why that we should be terrified of our seal. And that at the same time, along with that terror, we're in that state of being terrified, we should also rely upon Allah and place our trust in Him and realize that there's nothing that it is that we can do. And if you think about it, even in, we t we're, we're taught this all the time, when you think everything's fine. Even sometimes you're playing a game and you've got a big lead over the other team or any other thing in life. They think you, you think you're good and then all of a sudden, whew, there's a huge downturn. And that team makes a big comeback and the other team loses. You thought the game was over. And that's just a mithal tafih. But you can take a, a meaning from that and other things in life. You think that you're fine. But 
something happens at the very end. That's there for us to realize is that as long as we're still here in this world, it's not over yet. And if the likes of Imam Ahmad are tried with shaitan in trying to make him be impressed with himself at the end of his life, then what about you and I? And this is why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tathbeet. Yuthabbitullahu ladhina amanu bilqawli thabiti fil hayat al-dunya wa fil akhirah. Allah makes those who believe firm with the firm word, which is la ilaha illallah in this world and the next. And then he praises the Prophet. Laka qadrun azimun laysa yudaha. Is that you have a great stature that no one else is li- that n- that is like no one else. No one else compares to how you are, Ya Rasulullah. And a message that surpasses all of the other great messages of the prophets and messengers. And then, You are the door of Allah. In every good. You are the door to Allah in every good. As Ustad Amjad mentioned, is that he's the miftah bab rahmatillah. The Prophet is the door to every good. And really just think about what was just mentioned. We have Ramadan and know about Ramadan and receive the bounty of Ramadan through the blessing of the Messenger himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Were we to have lived before the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa however long that was, we wouldn't have had that same experience. We wouldn't have had that same blessing. But because we come after him, even if it's 1,400 plus years after him, the doors are open. And that night when Ramadan enters, everything changes. There's cosmic changes. And many of the Arifin Billah, it would be unveiled for them what was actually transpiring. They would know Ramadan is now in because what it is that they witness. Now, outwardly, the Shara dictates that by the Sabab, the legal cause for Ramadan to enter is the witnessing of the new crescent moon. And may Allah ta'ala bless us to be able to see that. But our Prophet is the door to Allah in every good. There is no good. There's no. It's not conceivable that there's any good except that the Prophet taught us about that good and that it's he is the means for us to draw near to Allah in that good. There is no good. We have everything that it is that we need with our Prophet ﷺ where we need to know nothing about any other civilization and know nothing about any other religion or anything else other than his sunnah, we would could reach the pinnacle of closest to Allah ta'ala. But of course, al-mu'min, wisdom is the loft property of the believer. Man ata faza wal that whoever comes through that door that will, what will happen? He will gain rida and wusul. He will attain the contentment of Allah. And he will arrive to the knowledge of Allah. Kullu sirrin fid atahum. All of the secrets that the messenger, that the prophets contained, came to them. Min ulakum. From the noble messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mu'ayyadan bin nuquli. We know that this is confirmed through transmission. And then, that, O Allah, that I have taken the Prophet as an intercessor in all of my affairs. That the Prophet, the one who is granted intercession and is accepted with Allah. And then, one of the most beautiful lines of all, Allah. This is one of the most beautiful lines of all. 
that everyone that hatta rahalu literally travels and comes to a generous person and hatta rahalu is that you come to stay with them that you put down that all of it is that all the things that you had to travel and that you come to visit someone who's generous what will happen they will attain their utmost desires and everything that it is that they're asking for so everything it is that we want all of the good of this world and the next is that when you go to the prophet and if you're physically blessed to go visit him that applies and if you that metaphorically travel to him with your heart by having deep love for him and longing for him it will be a means for you to attain and for us to attain everything that it is that we want and then what remains is for us to thank Allah if you've attained everything you want we thank Allah at all times for him blessing us to visit the messenger and likewise all of those that are in Baqir from the companions and likewise the offspring of Al-Butul, Sayyidina Fatima Al-Butul Zahra, and likewise all of the wives of the Prophet all of the daughters of the Prophet and the son of the Munjid Anam, that his blessed son of the one who is the deliverer of, hu of, of, of mankind, Yawm Al-Hululi. And in Baqi Al-Gharqad, is that when you enter in, that you have the Qubb of Ahl Bayt that used to be there. We have Sayyidina Fatima Al-Butul Zahra, you have Sayyidina Abbas, you have Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali, you have Sayyidina Ali Zain al-Abideen, Sayyidina Muhammad al-Baqar, and Sayyidina Jafar al-Sadiq, all right there. And then if you move a little bit to when you're facing them, to their right, to our left when we are visiting them, then you come to the blessed daughters of the Prophet other than Sayyidina Fatima. And then after that you come to the nine wives of the Prophet The only other two that are not buried there are Sayyidina Maymuna and Sayyidina Khadija. And then that after that eventually you walk around a little bit and you will come to Sayyidina Ibrahim, the blessed son of the Prophet Well, And also those that are in Uhud, to all of the martyrs of Uhud and especially Sayyidina Hamza. Qad talabna bihim tamama salama. Is that we seek through them that complete safety in our safe return home and in an outward sense that returns to the after going to visit that you return home but then and we also seek salvation through them on the Yawm al-Hashar the day of gathering in safety from all of the coarse, ignorant people Rabbi Salli Ali Nabi Wa Alin Wa Sihabin Wa Tabi'in Bishamuri O Allah that bestow prayers and peace and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad and his family and his companions and all of those who follow them. What a blessing from Allah Ta'ala. Look what we're connected to. And through them, inshallah Ta'ala, that we hope to attain the utmost felicity in this world and in the next. And they are the ones that taught us how it is that we need to be and what it is that we need to do. And especially in preparation for this blessed month that is coming, inshallah Ta'ala, that we prepare for this month by loving them and loving what they love and loving and trying to do what it is that they did to the extent possible. And that we that bring about a deep sense of excitement in our hearts from now for this blessed month that is coming. And we share that excitement with our fellow brothers and our fellow sisters. We share that excitement with our family members. This is a time to make the house happy. And this is a time to bring the house to life with the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And hopefully that we will taste its sweetness. Ramadan is coming soon on Monday night, inshallah ta'ala, that we will go out to try to sight the moon. 
and if we're unable to see the moon and there's no confirmed sightings on Monday night, then Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala, the first day of fasting will be Wednesday and the first day of Tarawih will be Tuesday. But if we see the moon on that Monday night, we'll start Tarawih and then the first day of the fast will be Tuesday. And one very quick practical piece of advice, we highly recommend that everyone follows the 18 degree calendar. And so when you start your fast, that in your app, whatever app that you're using, make sure that you choose the one that is 18 degrees. And then even then, it's still the sunnah of our Prophet Sallallahu to stop, to stop fasting, uh, to start your fast and to stop eating and drinking the time that it takes to recite 50 ayat of the Quran. So about 15 or 20 minutes. And I would, so I would go with the 18 degree mark and then stop even before that with for 15 or 20 minutes. And then when you break your fast, make sure to wait at least two to three minutes and preferably about five because not all of them are the same. Sometimes they differ by two or maybe even up to three minutes and that not all the elevations are the same in every location. So it's that good to wait. And the sunnah is that to break your fast quickly after you have certainty that the time entered. Not that, oh, that okay, the prayer app says 7.53, and so 7.53, khalas. The other prayer app says 7.54, another prayer app says 7.55, or something like that. Wait two or three minutes, at very least, preferably five. You're not going to die of starvation that in a few minutes. Spend the time making the dhikr of Allah, and don't waste your fast. These things are important. We should have scrupulousness in these matters, inshallah ta'ala. And then observe all of the other etiquettes that go along with that. But inshallah ta'ala, this is something that we hopefully we've learned by now, but we'll continue to learn in this blessed month. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq and to prepare us inwardly and outwardly. Inshallah, bless us to be the very best Ramadan of our lives and an amazing Ramadan for the ummah of our Prophet in a time of increase, in a time of connection to the Quran and increase salawat upon our Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may we taste the sweetness of the book of Allah and have an increased understanding of it. And may that translate into acts and deeds that are pleasing to him. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.